politics is usual. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to another great episode of Smoke Screen Podcast. It's your partner, 91 Smoke, here on this beautiful, oh man, it's beautiful, August the 17th. Man, I can't call it, dog. This is going to be a good one, man. Um, As you've seen from the title, as you've seen from the, the posts I've been making, we getting political as usual, like Jay-Z said in the intro, man. Um, I got a good one for you today, man. Uh, I got Commissioner Jeremy Matlow, Tallahassee Commissioner Jeremy Matlow. Oh, man, I got to tell you, man, he's running for seat three in the city commission up here in Tallahassee, man. Um, and Jeremy, Jeremy, Jeremy is doing his thug dizzle, bro. Um, I'm going to tell you, man, a couple things, dog. Uh, I met Jeremy. He came by the house. I posted the video, the ring video from it happening. But uh, I was sending Tarif a shout-out to Tarif Knockout. That episode Monday was amazing, man. Amazing, dog. It's too many clips on that. I, I can't post all them clips, dog. Too many clips on that one, man. So y'all go check that one out. Me and Tarif Knockout. Uh, check it out on YouTube, our podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. But um, I was sending Tarif over the episode a couple Sundays ago. And um, lo and behold, I got a knock at my door. I looked through the peephole, and it's Jeremy Matlow. And um, I couldn't believe it, man. I had sent him emails uh, probably like earlier this year. Just because I was preparing for this election coming up. I was trying to get my ducks in order. Um, I told you, you don't plant your seeds while you're in the season. You plant them um, outside of the season. You, you know what I'm saying? You got to get your ground right before you put your seeds in the ground. You know, now I'm seeing my seeds grow. Um, but uh, I tried to hit him up a couple months ago. Um, you know what I'm saying? I know they be busy. The politicians be busy. So he, he didn't kind of hit me back. But um, lo and behold, uh, that's why you don't you don't count out God's blessings, man. Um, lo and behold, Jeremy Matlow showed up to my door out of nowhere, man. He was just doing grassroots, just going around. Spread the name by his word. Spread the word by his name, man. Um, you know what I'm saying, like he needs to, dog. He everybody probably knows Jeremy Matlow. You know he's from Tallahassee. Um, Gain Street Pies, one of the best pizza places in Tallahassee right now. Y'all check them out, man. Um, but I've I've been following him since 2017 when I found out about Gain Street Pies. Y'all know I'm a big dude, dog. So uh, we getting down though. We cutting. We getting down though. But um, you know I'm a big dude. So uh, pizza is my pizza is my kryptonite, man. Pizza. Is my kryptonite. I got to say, man, I love a good pizza, man. I love good pizza pie. And Jeremy and them make a good pizza pie down at Gang Street Pies, man. So uh, I know about Jeremy in 2017. Uh, fast forward a little bit. 2018, he ran for uh, the city commission, uh, seat three, dog. And um, I found out about him, man. And found out, oh, man, this man made pizza and him politics. I mess with that. Now, that's my, that's down my alley. So I started following him, started listening to him. Um, and I tell you, dog, for a dude to just show up, you know, just show up, just trying to, I, I've seen people, you know, we've been getting knocks at the door about people, um, you know, vote for this person, vote for this person, but it's always people that they got out here working for him. Um, Jeremy, you can see it, you can see in the video, he was sweating, he was walking around himself, he had been walking around by himself, uh, passing out flyers, meeting people, shaking hands, man, and that's nothing but respect, bro. 
that's nothing but respect, man. Um, to see a, a dude, you know, he, he got money, man. You see a dude out here moving like that, man, um, doing what he's supposed to do, man. That's nothing but that's nothing but respect to you, Jeremy. I really do appreciate you, man. But Jeremy came by the house, man, and he chopped it up, man, and he agreed. I said, I'm going to see what his follow-through like. Me and Tarif talked about it. You got to have that follow-through. Your follow-through got to be A1. And Jeremy's follow-through was A1, man. You know, I sent him the email. Well, actually, he told me, I'll hit you up on Monday. And just lo and behold, Monday, he hit me up. You feel me? I said, oh, snap. This dude by the business. You know, and uh, we set it up for the episode and went ahead and did the episode on Sunday. And I dropped it on Monday on YouTube, man. So go appreciate y'all for watching the YouTube. We only got a couple watches on YouTube, man. But please spread the word about the YouTube. And if you love the audio, keep spreading the word about the audio versions. Um, but man, I'm tell you, Jeremy, man, he's fighting a he's fighting a good battle, man. Um, I'm gonna tell you a couple things, right? I've I've seen people um say that uh voting doesn't matter. I don't why why should I vote? Why should I do this? I'm gonna tell you why vote matters. Okay, I'm gonna tell you two instances why. So up here in Tallahassee, there's a situation with Jeremy's uh race. He's going against David Bellamy. Um, it just and this is so crazy because it just came out yesterday, um, last night on WCTV, man. Um, shout out WCTV, keeping it real with the people, man. Really appreciate y'all for that. But W on WCTV, um, it came out yesterday that David Bellamy has actually put out a cease and desist order on Jeremy Matlow for some of the campaigns that he's running, right? So they're doing little things like that, like, oh, I'm gonna put out a cease and desist. So if I lose, he was lying. He was doing all this, right? I'm gonna tell you. He said in the, in the advertisement, uh, Jeremy said that Bellamy voted for Trump and DeSantis, right? You know what I'm saying? That's what he said in the advertisement. That's what Jeremy said, right? So the man, the David Bellamy told him, well, I'm putting out a cease and desist. I want you to remove these ads, and it's illegal. You're doing the wrong thing, right? But Jeremy said, Jeremy being the dude he is, I talked about in the episode, he keeps his composure. Jeremy said, okay, okay, I'll I remove him. Okay, no problem. We'll remove him. But you know what Jeremy turned around and did? He turned around and put out the audio version of him saying that he voted for Trump and DeSantis. So are you a Democrat or are you, what are you, bro? What are you? You see what I'm saying? But that's how you keep your composure and make your enemies yo. I can't talk it, man. Hey, man, I can't talk it. I want you to read it for yourself. You make your enemies your foot. You know what I'm saying? But Jeremy, man, keeping his composure and then turning up and then saying, okay, I'm going to put the audio version of you saying that you did these things. You said I was lying. You said I was lying. Well, now we got it straight from your mouth saying these things, man. Saying these things, dog. Uh, man, I'm going to tell you, bro. I'm going to tell you, dog. That's crazy. That's crazy. That is crazy, crazy, crazy. You sit there and try to tell this dude that he lying, put out a cease and desist, and then he turns around and put, he says, okay, I'll remove it, and then turns around and puts your recording out there. That's funny right there. That that, that, that ain't nothing but funny, man. That ain't nothing, that's nothing but funny right there, man. That That's nothing but funny, man. That's nothing but funny, doggone. Then, too, man, there's a, a problem that's going on in Tallahassee where they're bringing in money and funds um, from this company out of nowhere. There's a lot of outside interests that want to come into Tallahassee because of the building that's going on in Tallahassee. And Jeremy, the thing is, they're saying Jeremy's not with a lot of the building. 
right? Jeremy's not with a lot of the building when it comes from people that's outside of Tallahassee. There's outside interest coming in that's going to come in and then drive up these prices on people. And what are we to do once it start happening? What are we to do once it start happening? There's a company here in Tallahassee called Bolus. I've talked about it on Digging an Ashtray. Um, I told you I wasn't just talking just to talk, bro. I actually do my research on these things and sit down. Everything that I put out, I research, I pray on, and I research some more, and I pray on some more before I release them, right? So there's a, a company here in Tallahassee called Bolus who was doing building, building people homes, right? People's dream homes, first-time homeowners, right? But at the same time, that when in the middle of them building, they'll say, "Oh, we need ten thousand more dollars. We need twenty thousand more. If you don't give us the money, then you out of twenty five thousand. You can go ahead and walk away." What kind of mess is that, dog? But these are the things that's happening in Tallahassee because we're allowing these companies to come in. Now, Jeremy and his folks, they trying to fight against it, right? But there's other people here that's trying to get it going. It's called Grow Tallahassee. Look them up and stay away from them folks. Look them up and stay away from them folks. And the last thing too, Tallahassee, um, Tallahassee election officials. And it was on WCTV too. I repost this too, but on WCTV it came out yesterday that there's a lot of outside interests trying to come into Tallahassee and get election like the election rolls and see what people voted in 2020. There's a lot of outside interests coming into Tallahassee, right? For what? You know, for what? You know what they're trying to do, bro. That's why voting matters, man. That's why voting matters. So all that BS about voting don't matter, end it with that, dog. End it with that. Cut it off. Cut it off. It do matter, bro. Because once these folks do what they want to do, then you're going to be around here crying. Ain't nobody got time for your tears then, bro. Ain't nobody got no time for your tears. This junk is real out here, and this is really than it's going to get, bro. We see what's happening right now. It's only going to get bigger in November when this election comes, man. Be real with yourself right now, bro. Be real with yourself. This smoke talking right now, dog. This Brandon talking, bro. Be real with yourself, man. Your people died to get a reason to vote, to get an opportunity to vote, dog. All that talk about you, not your ancestors, ended with that, bro. Don't be no disrespectful. Be real with yourself, bro. They hung us not to vote, man. Trying to get us not to vote. You see the things that they do to trying to stop us from voting, man. And then you're going to let these folks just come in here and start it all up? Because they getting the churning with it. They starting to churn. Me and Sean Shaw going to talk about it tomorrow. You'll hear that YouTube today. They starting to churn with it. But you're going to sit here and play in their hands with it, man. Get out there and vote, bro. Stop playing with yourself, man. Stop playing, bro. You got to be real sometimes, bro. You got to be real, man. Get out there and vote, dog. And you'll hear me and Jeremy talk about it, man. I can't stress it enough, bro. You got to get out there and do something, man. All that talk, talk, talk. It's over with now, bro. These boy playing ball out here. Hey, check up. Check up, man. It's man to man. We can't play no zone on this. It's man to man right now, bro. What you going to do? Come on, man. Come on, dog. I can't get no real. I'm like, I got to end it right there off that. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate you, Jeremy, for coming on. Like I said, um, me and Sean Shaw are going to talk about this on YouTube today. We got YouTube, uh, got audio version dropping tomorrow. Um, Tarif, I appreciate you one more time, man. It's so beautiful when it all comes together, bro.
It's so beautiful when it all comes together. We all on one accord around here, man. Smoke Screen Podcast, dog. If you're into ASMR videos, I'm starting a little ASMR uh, series with my barber. That's going to start today, so be looking out for that on YouTube. That's going to be real clean. I'm trying to get it all together. It's going to be real clean, though. Um, We got Tallahassee Entertainment later on this week. That's going to be a, a beautiful, man. We're going to keep it real glass. Crystal clear with you. Yeah, 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 man. Oh, man, I got some other ones good. Uh, getting ready for it in the, uh, in the pot, getting... Getting stirred up, getting cut. I gotta add a little bit more seasoning to them, though. Uh, you know, you check me on smoked meats. I'm grilling. Um, then check out Aftermath Podcast. That's coming back to your shop with T over there. Snapback T man. Check out him on Twitter, man. Holding hands on uh, milk and honey, man. I'm telling you, man, that milk and honey, bro. Milk and honey. I got me a secret stash around here. I showed T that secret stash the other day, man. Got to keep it from my wife. Got to keep it from my wife. But um, got uh, got the aftermath coming back, man. Football coming back. So get your sports right, man. With the aftermath podcast. Uh, um, one time for my mother in law. One time for my mother in law. Me and her chopped it up yesterday about all this stuff that's going on, man. And it's just so beautiful, man. You know, it's it gets so under it gets so overwhelming for me because the young people um that I try to appease to and I try because I'm young. I'm only thirty one. People that I try to uh, shoot my podcast to, they don't really be listening. You know, um, they think this all a game. They think that um, in some way, the way you make a change, like me and Sean Shaw talk, the, the way you make a change is by getting out there and vote and holding these politicians to what they said they gonna do. You feel me? I appreciate you, Jeremy, for doing what you said you was gonna do. But that's how you, that's how you, you, you get changed, bro. That's how you get changed by saying we ain't voting no more. We ain't voting. It don't matter. Them folks getting up there and voting. Them folks voting. Them folks voting. You feel me? But you saying, oh, it don't matter. It don't matter. I don't see how it matters. What kind of mess is that, bro? Stop playing with yourself, bro. Stop playing with yourself because it's affecting others, dog. You feel me? Individual change can be contagious. I told you about that in the episode. All my episodes are not dated. You feel me? You could go back and listen to each and every one of them, and you're going to feel the same thing that I felt when I said it, dog. You know, it's just life lessons that I'm talking about, man. Um, But... Got uh got some good episodes coming to you, man. Got some good episodes coming to you. It's Smoke Screen Podcast, bro. I can't get no can't get no realer than the day. Can't get no better than the day, man. Y'all have a good day. Now I'm a, we gonna end this episode. Jeremy chose a local band called Look Mexico. It's called the song is called You Go I Stay No Following. Um, so check them out. Uh, Look Mexico. Check them out. A local band out of Tallahassee. Um, and once again, Jeremy is running for a city commission seat three. Jeremy Matlow, man. So make sure you review your ballots uh, before you go out there and vote and research the people. But I'm just going to end this up. I'm going to go end this. and uh, The song that's going to lead way to the actual episode. I didn't choose this. I got to make this announcement. I did not choose this song. Um, me and my wife rolled around Tallahassee just looking at the signs and stuff and where people's signs were at. Um, and me and Jeremy talk about that too. Um, but we were looking at where people signs were at, um, and you know, what buildings there in front of type thing. That's, that's how deep I try to dig into the ashtray. You see what I'm saying? I told y'all talk just to talk, man, but that's how deep I try to dig. I go up, drove around and try to see, okay, that sign is there. That's old. Oh, that's how the game's being played. You feel me? But we were riding around and she watches this show. I don't know what the name of the show is. You know how these women are, but watch this show. And there's this song by this lady named Countess Luan called Money Can't Buy You Class. And um, I'm tell you, it's fitting. You know, it's a catchy song, but it's fitting for this episode right now. You know, that's what Jeremy's trying to tell his opponent. Money Can't Buy You Class. Elegance is love, my friend. Elegance is love, my friend.
That's another great episode of Smoke Screen Podcast, man. Don't play, man. Don't play around, dog. Y'all get out there and vote, bro. I can't stress this enough, dog. All that, it don't matter. I hear this every, what, four years, every two years. It does matter, bro. Voting does matter, man. These folks don't just vote. They don't, these folks don't just go out there and cast their ballot for nothing. I told you, when we were in school, when we were in elementary school, you stood in that line. When your teacher told you to line up, you stood in that line with the mindset that, oh, we finna go somewhere, right? We finna go somewhere. Keep that same ideology, that same thinking pattern. When you go in there and vote, you have to stand in that line. We going somewhere. So make sure, but this time, you can dictate where we go. You understand what I'm saying? You can stand in that line and dictate where we go by going in there and casting your ballot, man. I appreciate y'all for watching Smoke Screen Podcast on YouTube. I appreciate y'all for listening to Smoke Screen Podcast. I love y'all, man. I really do appreciate y'all, man. Another great episode. Jeremy Matlow, I appreciate you. Sean Shaw, I appreciate you, man. Everything's love. It's not about where you're from. It's about what you've learned. Money can't buy your class. Money can't buy your class. y'all welcome back welcome back like i said in the intro man i have a great episode for you today uh, i tell you man commissioner matt Lowe, like i told you we talked uh, it, it's just so crazy how all this came about um but uh the day i got commissioner jeremy matlow on to talk about his campaign commissioner matlow if you want to introduce yourself to the folks hey yeah thank you uh and thanks for having me on i'm uh Jeremy Mallow, uh, city commissioner. I was first elected in uh, 2018, but I but I really just I grew up in Tallahassee. I'm I'm from here. Um, I was raised by a single mother uh, of four kids on the south side of the city. Um, decided to stay in Tallahassee. Started my business, Gain Street Pies here, and that really got me into local government. Going down to city hall, speaking on issues that were affecting my neighborhood or small businesses, and really got there and. It felt like nobody was listening uh, to everyday people. Nobody was listening to us at all. And, uh, you know, decided to run in 2018 and, and was fortunate enough to win and been serving the people ever since. Now, Commissioner, you're from Tallahassee. What's some of your fondest memories of Tallahassee growing up? Yeah, I mean, quite a few. I mean, just, you know, my neighborhood. I mean, there was a little pond that we would go fishing in, you know, the, go to the parks with my brothers, play basketball. Um, we go to the library downtown, uh, you know, quite a bit, you know, when computers are just coming of age, playing Oregon Trail and things like that. Uh, the winter parade downtown was always pretty cool. What, what uh, elementary school did you go to? So I went to a couple. I went to um, Pineview. I was homeschooled for a year. Um, and then I went to Sealy and then I went to Oak Ridge for fourth and fifth grade. Did you um, did you play in like the Orph Ensemble or anything? In, uh, nah, yeah, nah. Because <laughs> yeah, you brought up the uh, you brought up the winter fair, uh, the winter uh, parade, and I remember uh, we had I was at Buck Lake and we went up there and played at the winter fair, the Orphan Ensemble. I was gonna ask you if you if y'all did the same. Uh, okay, thing. yeah, no, I, I did some stuff in in high school, um, a little more music like and stuff down there. But what high school did you go to? I went to Leon High School. Yeah, all right, all right. So you, I have a. Uh, I have Representative uh, Sean Shaw coming on. I'm going to interview him tomorrow, actually. Uh, he he played cool. basketball at Leon. Yeah. 
Oh, that's awesome. I didn't even know that. Yeah, that's yeah. something interesting I found out, man. That's something interesting. But um, so what what is this something I had I was thinking about when I was doing the uh, docky? What does a, a city commissioner do? What's the daily duties of a city commissioner? Yeah, so I mean, overall, our job is to set the overall policy agenda, create the budget um, for the city of Tallahassee. So I mean, that looks like anything the city government touches, we're ultimately um, setting the policy for. So that ranges from our airport, fire department, um, police department. We oversee the utilities, uh, wastewater, um, parks and rec. You know, I mean. Uh, streets and streets planning, like a wide spectrum of things. So we actually meet every two weeks. Um, we're on recess right now, but every two weeks we'll we'll, we'll have a meeting. Um, those last from four to eight hours. Uh, the public's invited to speak. Um, they can speak for three minutes on it on it on any issue um, that they want. And I mean, it, it's just um, it's a grind, you know. I mean, we're setting policy, you know, very frequently. So the day to day can be different. On a commission meeting week, we might be meeting with constituents hearing their ideas or they're giving us feedback on what's coming up on our agenda. And then other weeks, you know, maybe a little slower, but maybe we're out in the, out in the community um, meeting with different groups. We're, we're talking to different people and we're also trying to craft our own proposals that we want to bring to the city commission. So like city commission is like, um, cause I know with uh, the gut with like the governor that we have, he wants to make everything where the, the federal doesn't have any word on it. It's more state state says on it. So the city commission is where it's it's like as local as much as as local influence that you can get as far as uh, politics, like voting for, because they handle your city, your what your city does, your streets, all that, so that you really want to pay attention to that election, correct? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so there's only five city commissioners. Uh, the budget for the city of Tallahassee is almost a billion dollars. Um, when we talk about, you know, sidewalks needed in our neighborhoods or programs needed in community centers, like all of that stuff goes through the city. And, and in Florida, um, we have what's what's called home rule, which is our, our cities are supposed to take the lead on, on a lot of the issues because we are the elected officials closest to the people. We're not the legislature that's only here for a couple of weeks, you know, throughout the year. We're, we're here every day and we're doing work um, every day. So, I mean, there's so much positive change that can come from the local level. If you're like me, you look at national politics and even state politics and it just gets frustrating that you don't see any movement no matter who gets elected. It just seems like, you know, it's an, an, an endless fight. But at the local level, I mean, three people, three votes can make really important decisions that can really affect people's lives. So that's what that's what I like about it. It's, that's so interesting, man. Um, what, what's so unique? We see everything that happens in the news in Tallahassee with uh the, the everything that goes on in the political scene. But what's so unique about Tallahassee's political scene that draws everybody to it? Well. I don't know if it's unique, but it's 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 exciting right now, I think, because what we've seen in Tallahassee over the last you know decades, really, we talk about Florida being under one party control with, with the Republican Party and kind of the same way our local government has been that way, even though everybody's registered as a Democrat. The same type of power players have been behind the scenes for a long time. Right. These are people who are have large sums of money in real estate, uh, real, realtor companies, there's developers. And and lately we're seeing even more uh, special interest forces kind of take take interest um, in the city. And, you know, we've always said Tallahassee is one of the most economically segregated cities in the country. 
And I think the reason for that is because of the way who's been in power for so long that they, they don't even recognize the needs of half of the city or more than half of the city because they've been so um, focused on on getting their own way or getting things that benefit them personally and not really looking after um, the greater good. So over the last few years, more and more people have been stepping up to run for office. Uh, the FBI descended on Tallahassee, you know, arrested some folks. Uh, some people went to prison. Um, so, I mean, that we, we're a pretty corrupt government, if we're, if we're being honest. Like, corruption was kind of widespread um, throughout our city. So I think in response to that, in response to more progressive people stepping up to run for office, we're really seeing kind of a, a battle for the soul of our city. Are we going to continue to be this city that's dominated by these very rich, very powerful people for what they want? Or are we going to, you know, open up our government to everyone, let everybody um, actually have our spending and our priorities match what the public wants? What's the average, what's the average age of the uh, commissioners? It's It's been going down. So uh, it, it's a spread. I'm 37. Uh, uh, Commissioner Jack Porter got elected uh, two years ago. She's I don't want to I don't want to lie about her age, uh, 28 or 29, I believe. And then, you know, 40s, 50s, 60s. So I guess I'm probably more than the average, you know, around 40 years old is probably the average. Yeah, yes, sir. So you talked about the corruption that's went on in Tallahassee. Um, and I, I think my mom, she uh, she had me watching politics like I, I'm 31. So right when Gore and uh, Bush and all those elections, I have a dictionary where we sat down and we wrote down the what states were run, Democrat, Republican throughout uh throughout that election so she got me into uh politics um but what makes you as you you've seen the corruption that's going on because i remember scott maddox when i was in school seeing him as the the mayor correct he was yeah that's right yeah seeing him as the mayor then um then him now getting as i'm a grown-up getting now he's in trouble you see like dog he was the mayor when i was in school but seeing the corruption as a business owner why is it important that you show the transparency in your between your business and your uh, you set us you set those separate your business and your political side because that's one thing when I, I when I first found out about you when you first ran I was like hold on he's showing his his documents where his money's coming from how he's getting it and that's what it's all about being transparent and how important is that to you in politics? I mean I I think it's immensely important. I mean money money rules everything. Money pushes you know people to do the bad things that they do. Whether they're good people or not, we, we've kind of seen that play out. Um, I think Scott Maddox is probably an example of that. So when we got on the city commission, um, you had to do some financial reporting, but you didn't have to put it all out there, uh, you know, exactly what you're getting paid from where and what sources. Uh, I'm a local business owner, so I had to list, you know, the companies, the restaurants we own, how much money they bring in, the value um, of each company. But But what you don't see on my financial reports is is payments from the power players in town. You don't see that on my personal financial reports and you won't see it on my campaign finance reports either because that's been that's been really the trick locally is I mean if you look at some people's campaign reports it's a $1000 checks from the same company but they have 15 different companies with the same name so they can rather than have the limit be a thousand they can then get fifteen thousand, right and when we look at those financial reports and then we look at the city checkbook we see those same people are getting collectively millions and millions of dollars and in, in public contracts and that's stuff that's maybe not illegal but it's unethical and wrong it just shows you how you know when people put money on the front end they get it out in, in the back end and i think if we really follow that we start to see people's motives. We start to see why decisions are being made the way they are. 
And I was watching um I was watching the interview uh you did well debate uh you and your opponent did um real quick how how smart is how important is it to know you're important in a battle when you're going into these elections? To know your opponent, yeah. I mean, so it's important, right? I mean, you can't look at somebody by what they're saying in the moment. You can't look at somebody by what they put in a mailer. You can't look at somebody by a 30-second TV ad. It's what they have done over time. You know, judge somebody by by their record. Uh, so I think my record speaks pretty clearly about who I am, what I've done over the last four years, and even before I was a city commissioner. And, you know, knowing my opponent, he started saying the exact same things we said in 2018. He wanted to run on the exact same issues. Uh, you know, he's putting together this progressive campaign. But then you look at his history, and he gave $2,700 to Ron DeSantis, said he'd support him again. He gave money to um, Matt Gates. Uh, 90 days before the January 6th insurrection, he gave money to a group called Flip the House that was trying to get Republicans to take back control. So, you know, we're looking at him. It's like you're saying one thing, but every with your money saying a completely different thing. You're pushing policies that are contradictive to what the people in Tallahassee want to see. I, I, I was sitting there watching the debate and I was wondering, how do you keep your composure? Because like I'm like. Oh, you and you can see, you can tell that he he's not he wasn't telling the truth, and I think it was like a like somebody in the crowd might have said something too, and the uh, moderator said, "Calm down, come, we gonna keep it." And I'm like, the people know you're not telling telling. How do you keep your composure in that situation? Ah, I, I mean, I'm just <laughs> I'm just a low key guy, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard it before. You know, people around me, they get real mad and, you know, they're like, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. You know, I, I get it. I'm out. I'm as outraged as well. But, you know, nobody wants to see two guys like screaming at each other. So I just like try to lay out the facts as what they are and let people make the decision from there. And it's, it was I think it was one thing about like the ad. It was like something on Adam Street, uh, the buildings. Um, And, and he was saying something again. He was saying something. And you were like, well, I didn't vote for that. So. I don't know what you're you're talking about. I think I think that was the situation, but it was it was a couple things pin to pinpoint on that one that he was saying some things that and you, and you can tell you just rebuttal. The rebuttal was quick and uh and, and quick with it, man. Yeah, he. I mean, he was just lying about our record, talking about affordable things he didn't really know anything about that somebody maybe told him, and he got confused and was just trying to throw him out there. Um, but you know, like I said then, like go check my record. It's there. It's all in, in the public eye. Um, I think you'll see that, you know, he's wrong about his assertions. And frankly, I think he's supporting the people who are on the wrong side of those votes. Yeah. Um, I was actually, I don't know how much I can get into it with you. I don't want to mess anything up for you, but I was actually, we went down to, me and my wife went out to Bannerman Road and we were seeing some of the, uh, we were riding, was like, uh, we were seeing some of the signs that was, I was like, man, it's crazy that a lot of his signs are in front of construct places that's being built right now like if people don't read into to that right there i don't know how much you think how much more you can put it in your face yeah that, that's exactly what it is you know i mean you look at the property owners or the developers that are putting up those where those signs are going it tells the whole story of you know what they think they're going to get in return if he gets elected yeah could you now could you go and put your, because my wife had this question, so shout out to my wife. This is a question from her. Could you put your signs up on their property like that, or would no, they take could, them down? Yeah, they they take them down. I mean, so they're up there by invitation of those those companies, you know, like Talcor, they have property all over. They're, they're one of the big power players, and, and um, the Gazvini developments and Canopy and all those. So, I mean, they're actually asking those candidates to go 
put their signs on their properties. Oh, so that's how it goes now. Oh, yeah. oh man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Um, not Commissioner Matlow. Um, how, what's your thought about building up Tallahassee? Is that very important to you? Let the listeners know how important that is to you. To build up Tallahassee? Yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, I, I mean, it's so my entire life, I, I grew up here. I was like, I got to get out of Tallahassee. <laughs> you know, this ain't, this ain't where I want to be. Uh, I did a little traveling and I ended up coming back. And, you know, I really do love Tallahassee. It's, it's uh, big enough that things are going on, but still small enough where you can kind of, you know, know your neighbor. There's a good sense of community, which is what, what I really like. And, you know, what I re- when I started my business here, Tallahassee really is at that perfect opportunity where there is opportunity to create something new, to bring something new to the table and and help people rise together. What I see the battle is, is from, you know, big corporations and companies trying to come to town and, and be the focus of, of growth versus us as communities growing, uh, you know, from, from the ground up. I'm all about small locally owned businesses um, directing our economic development dollars to help um, new businesses grow in neighborhoods where, especially where we haven't seen a lot of economic um, development and making sure our wealth is growing. We're keeping local wealth and local hands um, as we do it. Cause I think, you know, as we build up, we got to make sure we're building for the people who have been here, uh, who already live here. And we're not just building up for people who want to come here um, and, and use our resources. So um, there's different perspectives of what growth means, but I think as long as we're community focused and we're trying to help the people um, who, who, who can succeed the most from our investments and we're doing the right thing. Yeah, because I know in one um the same debate y'all y'all were talking and you were like um well if you want to build up then why not get people from to have companies here in Tallahassee why bring in all these people to do it that doesn't make any any kind of sense and yeah, it kind of shut them out right I was like, was like <laughs> this is easy this is easy match right <laughs> yeah yeah I mean I mean even the big you know Amazon comes to town they bring their own contractors they're not hiring you know really our local folks so it's like we got to do it we got to be local first. Yeah, yeah. How? What's that? So we we'll talk about two things. That Amazon, that Amazon deal. Um, was that voted on by? Did the commission have any uh say so on that? Them coming to town. So the city didn't have a say so on them coming to town. The county um, approved their their work permits, and then the economic development office, where we sit jointly with the county, um, voted to give them. I think it was a million dollar um in, incentive. But really, I mean, they were coming to town. They're coming to town anyway. You know, once Amazon decides they need to be somewhere, I think they're being driven by by the market and you know where their customers are. So, yeah. Um, and then too the um that the Amazon and then also, man, it's slipping my mind now. But um, the false chase. Are you? Do you have any say so in the false chase development? Um, so false chase has a long history. We we haven't done anything there since I've been um on the city commission. I got you. Cause I stay over here by it and I know they're building up over there um houses and stuff. But um the affordable housing uh, in Tallahassee, what's your stance on that? How do you see that going? I don't th- <laughs> I don't think it's going well, but I think we drastically um need to get a handle on it. I this is something I've been pretty vocal about. The city has a strategic plan that talks about affordable housing, but when we look at the metrics and what it's pushing, they fall very short uh, of the need, especially, you know, affordable, everybody needs affordable housing, but especially low-income housing is where we're seeing 
a, a drastic need. When the, the housing authority opens its waiting list, there's thousands and thousands and thousands of applicants. And a lot of those folks ha have to leave town if they can't find something um, that's affordable. I think we need to see a huge shift in developing. To me, I, I think there needs to be a public ownership, public push for it, because I don't think the private sector and what they're building is addressing the entire need. So I've been a huge advocate for if we can take $20 million and put it into the stadium. That's what I was going to talk about. That's what I was going to slip my mind, but that's what I was going to say. All right. Well, we can put that money in and and build and build increase our, our our housing stock. You know, we saw that what the housing authority had to do on on Orange Avenue um, because there's not enough investment into public housing um, already. But at the end of the day, we're losing housing. We have um, national people looking; they're buying up mobile home parks. They're jacking up the rents three times. They're running people out of town. So, I mean even as we are creating new units, other units are getting taken, are becoming more expensive. So, I mean, we need to get a serious plan and look at across the board, not just to buy housing, but to rent housing as well. Yeah, because I was, um, I was me, and my, me and my wife was riding down Thomasville Road and um, I was, I kept seeing those Bolus, that, that company Bolus. And I remember I did an episode on my uh, news episode um, and I talked about how they told the people that you got to pay more money, you're going to have to pay more money uh, down on your down payment or we're going to have to incur. I'm like, how you going to just come and these people didn't, they didn't wait it and you're building their house and now you're telling them like how you, but these are companies that's coming into the city and they're allowing them to come in and they're being, like you said, big pushers for these uh, candidates. These candidates, man, it's, it's sad if you have any say so on that real quick. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's exactly, I mean, it's the same. So my perspective has always been we can't make developers do or build at a certain price point of what we want to do. That's their private business. Well, we shouldn't be giving them money, uh, city tax dollars, county tax dollars um, to do it. Um, we saw that in the canopy development, they're building an $80 million roadway that you and I are paying for uh, to go through the Walani, the old Walani plantation, which was 4,000 vacant acres. So they're going to develop all that area but we're building the roadway for $80 million to go through it. You know, that that's not right. If you're not going to build truly affordable housing, I don't think you should be leaning on the public to help, you know, build your road. So to me, it's like, let them do what they're going to do. Let's stop funding it and let's go do something for the people that that's just separate um, and apart. I think that's the, the easiest way to go forward because at the end of the day, they're always going to be profit driven and, as a government, we don't have to be profit driven. We we just have to be service driven and make sure we're we're delivering what we need. But I think we have to step back from the frame that just helping every developer and every development is good and gro all growth is good if they're not delivering for the people that need need help. If they wanted to come to the table and we're going to build houses that are are drastically lower cost, I think we could negotiate different things. But frankly, when they're saying they're building affordable housing, they're talking about homes that cost three hundred thousand dollars. It's like, who is that affordable to? It's it's out of control. And then too, um, like you're a business owner, so like you, I know you probably see it the same way. If you're going to do an affordable housing, then you have to match it up with the jobs that you have in the city as well. Um, like what's what's your idea about building jobs in Tallahassee, Leon County? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It should be in tandem where we're, I mean, it's jobs, housing and transportation, you know, all three of those, right? Um, there's a big fight with Amazon because would bus service even go out there? And where are the houses around that facility? That's supposed to Walmart and Costco. That's what that's where the last bus stop is. 
on this side of That's town. That's right. Yeah. Go out that yeah. Yeah, so, so that Amazon Center is technically, I believe, right outside the city limit. So our bus service, the county would supposed to be able to fund it. I think we're getting that resolved at least, but it goes back to that. You're saying a thousand jobs are going to be out here or a thousand plus. Well, how are people going to get there and, and where are they going to live? Because you don't see um, really affordable housing developments um, in that area. So, I mean, I think all three always have to um, work in tandem. And if the funny thing about attracting businesses and corporations, if their workforce has an affordable place to live, they're also more inclined to want to bring bring their businesses here, you know? So like all three of those, I think, um, um, work, work hand in hand. Yeah, what's your, um about saving FAMU, do you have any uh, point about saving that side on FAMU and saving the beauty of the area around surrounding FAMU and trying to beautify it? Yeah, a lot. So, I mean, this is, this goes back to, a local control and and local push because as we start seeing investments around FAMU, we saw the you know FAMU way and some of that uh, stuff, and then other blueprint investments in parks and infrastructure, and then the city's also um, putting uh, six point four million dollars into the bond neighborhood to make um, streetscape improvements. I think it goes back to looking at the zoning because I mean there's this gentrification push and encroachment that comes as resources start flowing into an area and then who are the property owners in the neighborhood who are we making sure we're, we're putting property either into public ownership or into local um, ownership because that's my biggest my biggest worry as when you start to build up areas it doesn't it's not a bait and switch right i mean even if you look at um you know, Gain Street wasn't residential, but a lot of those older warehouses were were under local ownership. There were like small little local businesses there. And as the people from out of town came and did those massive developments, like all of that kind of went, went went by the wayside. So I think that that's an important thing of investing, but investing with a plan for the future of where you're trying to go and who's going to be um, in ownership. If it's neighborhood investments, if you're keeping single family homes, if you're doing duplex or quadplexes, like what I would hate to see is like everything just get eliminated and then just out of town giant student housing developments go up and there's no real, there's nothing local or culturally left. Yeah. Cause I was thinking, man, uh, with the 27 million that's going to FA to the stadium, how soon before the people start buying up that area right down the street from the stadium and turn it into housing and different things and, and then lose the, lose what it was and what it is right now, man. Um, like, are y'all seeing a lot of like uh, developers and uh, different outside interests trying to buy property in that area? Yeah, I think so. I I don't have the numbers on on all of it, but we just, I mean, it's kind of everywhere over the last the last year. I mean, people are just swooping in, buying up property um, wherever they can. There's another road project um, where FAMU Way um, ends at Lake Bradford and Stuckey. That's gonna cross over, go through the Providence neighborhood and eventually go, go go to the airport. So, I mean, that's another one of those areas where here's an expensive road, you know, nice road that's going to be built through a neighborhood, but is it the, is it going to make people snatch up all the property? You know, there's veterans housing over there. There's migrant housing over there. It's like looking, looking to the future of what the investment does. And I think the leadership of the Providence neighborhood has been, been good at drawing attention to that. I can just see it now, just miles away from the stadium. Come, come stay here. I mean, from the airport. Come stay here. It's a straight yeah. shot, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That's a man. That's then I don't know now because you see the whole then I'm I like to say you see the whole where the hotel is being built. That's where the stuff is gonna start coming in at because like they're building uh the hotels and stuff down by the stadiums now. So I didn't know about the airport road about I need to look that up about cutting through straight. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I mean, when we talk about Florida State's influence, that that was a road that originally was going to be Lake Bradford, and then it was going to redo Spring Hill Road all the way out to Capitol Circle. Areas where I think a, a, a reimagining of that road and, you know, bicycle lanes and sidewalks and all that thing would be helpful. But then FSU swooped in at the last minute and said, well, what if it cut through the neighborhood and came through our campus by Innovation Park and then it connected to the airport? So it's just kind of like, you know, everything, the people in power, again, they just have have the ability to influence these these projects and move them in different directions and they cost a little bit more money than the people, you know, on, on Spring Hill road, get less investment than they would have. So, I mean, all of that stuff to me, is just, it's just wrong. It's like, there's room to negotiate and, and, and talk about these things, but it just seems like it's all, it's like, we got to get the roadway. We got to get the stadium. We got to get this. And just like, at least break break people off a little bit you know like why 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 does it have to be everything you know all of the good the good projects like orange avenue development tharp street was a project that was supposed to be ranked ahead of all this where there's still dirt paths for sidewalks they keep getting pushed further and further out while these specialty projects keep uh jumping the line and then and then it goes back to knowing your opponent then they come in and say well your commissions are not doing nothing because they want to bring more people in to, to okay these projects. That's, that's, that's yeah, it's ludicrous. That's so crazy. Uh, but you talked about the um the migrant um cutting through through the migrant um the migrant ho- housing. But like, what's what's your idea about the homeless uh situation in Tallahassee? Because I know we had the city walk uh situation uh situation a couple months about a year ago. I mean, what's your idea on that? Yeah, so I mean, I I supported city walk staying. Give, getting permits to to open. I mean, here we have a private sector, religious sector that want to provide something that's desperately needed in Tallahassee at no cost uh, to the taxpayers. Like, I don't see why we would push back on that. And it was relatively secluded um, from all the from all the the neighbors. It really seemed like again the push was the shopping center across the street, which is owned by the same developer families that dump a lot of money into campaigns. That was the real opposition to that. So, I mean, everything leads back to that. But talking to homeless service providers, you know, we pushed for more federal funding during the pandemic because they gave us hard numbers. You know, there's about 800 chronically homeless and uh, homeless veterans um, in our city. And that, that number hasn't really increased that much or decreased too much. It's been pretty steady. So we kind of asked them what the hurdle is. And it's not emergency shelters because we have the Kearney Center. It's the actual housing again, the the housing that they transition from from a shelter to permanent housing. That's the that's the the hurdle that they haven't been able to overcome. And they gave us numbers that, that said if y'all invested eight million dollars up front and eight million dollars annually, we could put together a plan to rapidly rehouse all of the chronically homeless people in, in Tallahassee. So that means when somebody gets called about you know, maybe there's a homeless person on their property or sleep, sleeping in a park, rather than having the cops come and bringing them to Carney Center and just get stuck in a cycle, they could actually move them into um, a home. You know, unfortunately, we couldn't get the the funding um, through. We did get some additional funding to go towards those services, but not enough to uh, address everybody. And again, I mean, 
to harp on this stadium, <laughs> when you look at how much impact $20 million could make, we could have housed the homeless in Tallahassee, you know, there'd be some more money we'd have to put into it down the line, but we could have had, we could have had such a noticeable improvement, improve people's lives. And once you get them in homes, it's easier to get them stabilized. If it's a mental health issue, it's easier to get them on medication. Um, if it's a, a job issue, it's easier to get a job once you have a home home to go home to. What, like, what, what was the thought? Because I was just thinking, like, what's, what was the thought is if, they, if we put this money, invest this money in, that FSU will return and win a championship again like they did with uh, Jimbo and bring in, bring back more money to to the city? Is that Was that the thought? I mean, that's a very nice way of putting it. To yeah. me, <laughs> to me, the boosters already have, you know, this is a $120 million project. They're already doing these luxury improvements. They could have just scaled the improvements down and made them a little less fancy and, and achieved the same thing. But to me, all this was, it, it was power. You know, they had the power, they had the power, um, we had the money and they wanted it. And so they took it. I mean, it, it's it's as clear as day. I don't think there's no real argument for this money going to Florida State. You know, there's just a handful of jobs that it even creates. It's not going to make the football team better. It's actually less seats in the stadium. So less people will come to town uh, uh, to go there. None of the financial metrics Made sense. It was just hold on, hold on. Not to cut you off. <laughs> Not to cut you off. So, because I don't want to forget it. So, is less seating in there? Yeah, I don't remember the the specific numbers, but the remodel will have less seats than the previous ones. And I think I think they'll charge more for different seats because they're making like cabanas and fancy seats. So I think it makes sense for them, but it doesn't make sense as far as bringing people to Tallahassee. That's what the whole talking point was, bringing more people. So if they go, more seats going to be in the stadium, but it's not going to be more seats. Yeah. I, so, I mean, they just keep saying it's an economic driver. Well, yeah, it is. But so, I mean, I look at it this way. It's like saying this money, I'm a, I own pizza restaurants, right? So yeah. if I wanted to bring more people, I'd open more restaurants that would bring more people. But they're making the argument, well, you're already a pizza restaurant. You're already bringing people. So let's just give you money. And it doesn't make like this money was intended to expand economic development. And instead they pick something and they're laying on the fact that it already is an economic driver to justify it. It's, it's, it's insane. I mean, that's why I mean, like 70, 80 percent of people in Tallahassee were against it because it doesn't make sense to, to it doesn't pass the smell test. Right. Nah, it, it doesn't, man. Um, we'll wrap it up, but uh, I forgot to ask you, what got you into pizza? What made you do the pizza? <laughs> uh, man, I got I started making pizza in college. Uh, I was a restaurant manager of a place called uh, the Italian Pie that used to be on Capitol Circle. Uh, it's where Peppers is now, and you know I managed that um, through college. Um, I in two thousand eight during the the housing crisis, I ended up back in Tallahassee just managing pizza restaurants and. I got into the clothing bit. I tried a bunch of different businesses <laughs> and basically, you know, pizza is what I knew how to do well. And that's the one that took off. Yeah. So I was telling my wife when I was reading the notes, I was like, man, it's crazy. We really think about what you've done with the pizza and how you saw a, a, a market where Pizza Hut was that people weren't liking Pizza Hut anymore, really. People weren't liking Domino's. I mean, Hungry Howie's been a staple around here in Tallahassee for a while, but we wanted a new taste. And then here comes Game Street Pies with the about the same size slice as Momo's uh, has. Nice pizza. Uh, garlic. Uh, the not the what you have? Garlic knots, correct? Garlic knots. Yeah. Garlic yeah. knots are, are, are knots are good. Um, and then you saw 
the same thing you saw a niche, a, a, a void in politics in Tallahassee that needed to be filled. It's almost like you're a, a political entrepreneur, man. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's a nice way. That's a nice way of putting it. Yeah. I mean, we were down. I grew up going to like concerts and stuff on Gain Street. Yeah, I mean, we recognized there were no restaurants when we started down there. We were one of the first ones. There was one restaurant called Fat Sandwich down there uh, in that whole block. And now it's all grown so much. But yeah, I mean, identify a need and fill it. I mean, that's what entrepreneurship's all about. Yes, sir. Well, uh, if you want to let the uh, listeners know how, why it's so important to go to the uh, go to vote. Uh, well, early voting's already started, but make sure they go at least by the 23rd. Yeah. So like, yeah, just that early voting's open. You can do it now, vote for, by August 23rd. So people consider this the primary election, but my election will be decided um, on August 23rd. A lot of the local elections will be decided on August 23rd. The mayor's race could be decided. I mean, we, have, we there's just such a golden opportunity for progress in Tallahassee this election cycle. There are young, energetic, progressive candidates in every city seat and every county seat. And if enough of them win, if the majority of people who are fighting for the people win, and that could happen on August 23rd, if enough people show up and vote, I mean, we can see a transformational shift in the way local government, you know, operates, you know, we've been fighting uphill, you know, yelling at the wind, yelling at, you know, the power structure, but they are so scared. They're dumping over a million dollars attacking us and other candidates because they know how high the stakes are. They know that we can really see a change in local government. We can see investment in people, investment in neighborhood infrastructure where it's needed and, and cut the developer money train off at the spigot. You know, it, it could stop. So if you're a voter, if you're registered to vote, tell your friends, you know, text your friends, make sure they vote. You know, these these elections get decided by just a few hundred votes. So we need everybody's help and would appreciate your support. Yes, sir. If you want to let the people know about a little uh some some candidates that you might be able to uh that you might be able to promote that you would want to uh, just advertise for. Yeah, sure. So and uh, another city commission seat, Adner Marcelin, um, is a real cool guy. He's worked with attorney Ben Crump for qu quite a few years. Um, and he's really out fighting for the people. Um, Josh Johnston, he's running for a county um at large seat. Uh, Marie Radigan, she's running for a state seat, HD8. I like her a lot. Um, anybody but Mayor John Daly <laughs> in the mayor's seat, I think. Oh, oh man, Commissioner, see, that's why I appreciate y'all listening to Smoke Screen Podcast. That's why I like you, uh, Jeremy, man. Because I was going to ask you after the after we got off about uh, Mayor Daly if you wanted to, to, to just touch on some of that. Because I, I did digging in the Astra and I talked about um, the Florida Power. Uh, situation and they were up here uh in Tallahassee meeting with him and and now that uh I saw an article where it was saying that I guess he said that if if what I don't know if he said or somebody told him if FSU didn't get that uh, if we don't do this money then like FSU would leave Tallahassee like she's not gonna leave where are they gonna they gonna move all these students somewhere to a different city yeah so I mean John Daly is is the champion of pushing special interest policies and then trying to justify it. And that, yeah, he said he gave, well, first he tried to call, take it. He took $23,000 from Seminole boosters the week that he voted to give them 20 million. And we criticized that. And he called that voter suppression. That was his spin. And now in this campaign, he's saying if he didn't give them the money, 
They take home games, you know, out of Tallahassee. It's just all, all made up. And then the Florida Power and Light, I mean, that's just really concerning. This is a, we have, we own our public utility in Tallahassee. So we really um, can control the outcome, your, the price of your bills and so forth. Florida Power and Light has been playing in elections all across the state um, with money. They've been recruiting ghost candidates with fake names. You know, people have gone to jail for, for their activities. And here they are meeting with Mayor John Daly in his office. Nobody's really telling us what they met about. And they're texting the city manager asking about city commission district. So it seems pretty apparent that Florida Power and Light has an interest in Tallahassee. They have our interest in our elections. And the mayor is not really being forthcoming of, of what that interest may be. They see all the uh, the constructions and stuff being built. They see an open alley to come in, come on in. Yeah, I think so. I mean, so they, they had a scandal in Jacksonville where they tried to purchase their utility and that got blown up and became a, a black eye for them. So, I mean, I think it's just part of their strategy. One city at a time, try to purchase their utility. Yeah, I talked about on the episode how they have like a um a bar in Tallahassee that nobody knew about. They found out about. They don't even have a liquor license, but they have they serve liquor there. And it's just uh, the, the rub elbows with different people. Like, Hi. How in the world you can't see in, but they can look out. What kind of places is is, 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 it's is right this, across the street from my office? I can see it from my office window. They're building. Is this, <laughs> is this where Tony Soprano and them let me chill? What, what is going on here, man? So you I've never been invited. I don't know. <laughs> that might be good. You you haven't been invited. <laughs> we don't want to go in there, man. We don't want to go in there. But if you can uh, let the people know where they can look, do a little bit more research about the ballot, if you know any um. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, first first stop is my website, uh, jeremymallow.com. Um, and then uh, if you go on leonvotes.gov, uh, it lists, you can get the sample ballot, you know, all of the uh, the candidates. Um, Tallahassee Democrat actually has a pretty good guide out where people have given different answers. There's a group called the Alliance of Tallahassee Neighborhoods that kind of did in-depth in interviews that, that you can read. Um, but I mean, I would just really research people's positions, but also research who's funding them or who they're funding. To me, that that tells you everything you need to know usually about how someone's going to serve, you know, their community. If all of their money is thousand dollar checks from companies, they're probably not going to be a good commissioner. If most of their money is small dollar donations from individual real people, I, I tend to side with them. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I appreciate you one more time, Commissioner Matlow. Appreciate you for coming on and agreeing to come on to do this. This is a great episode, man. I know it's going to be very informative to the listeners to get ready to prepare to boot up, man, and get out there and vote. Yeah, awesome. So, I mean, we'll be out there knocking doors, so maybe I'll see y'all soon. Man, I, got, I can't wait, man. I, it caught, I caught the video on my ring, so I'm going to try to work that into some. It was so <laughs> – Commissioner Matlow, man, I just released the episode with Tarif Knockout on YouTube today, um, and I released the episode tomorrow on uh, the podcast version. But that was just so crazy, man. That, that how that day went down, man. It's just so crazy, Commissioner. Yeah, I mean, you never know who you're gonna meet. Out yeah, there. you never yeah, know. You cool. never know. You never know. But uh, I appreciate y'all for listening to another episode of Smoke Screen Podcast, man. Y'all have a good week. Make sure you're going out there and voting, man. Doing what you're supposed to do, man. Do the right thing and do it the right way, man. Appreciate y'all for listening, man. Y'all have a good rest of your week.